Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Final regular season edition of the Bagels and Locks podcast for the 2022 NFL season with David Santola. My name is Chase Fedorsky. We got some Saturday football. We got some Sunday football. We got a lot of meaningless football this week, but we got a lot of meaningful football. Um, And we have what is an absolute clusterfuck of a playoff situation in the AFC, um, which I'm sure we will get into in our analysis uh, but first, I'll just say, shout out to DeMar Hamlin, talking. Seems like he's going to make a full recovery. And uh, I will parlay that into uh, my first pick, if that's okay. We're not going to recap? We're not going to introduce Adrian? You're just oh, you're that I, eager? You're that excited about the board? I just want to pick? <laughs> no, I'm going to be honest. I'm just hungover right now. The brain's not firing. <laughs> that's all right. Um, that makes three of us. Okay, the recap. Two and three last week. 33-41-1 on the year. Um and I'm going to say one of these is in the discussion for my worst beat of the entire season. Um, Utah minus two and a half first pens. Uh, first of all, the all Pac-12 parlay didn't happen. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, did not happen. Uh, Utah lost to Penn State. Cam Rising got hurt. Uh, Jets minus one and a half versus the Seahawks did not hit. Uh, Mike White clearly hurt. That's why Joe Flacco's playing this week. Um, and then one of my bad beats of the year. USC was up 15 points with three minutes and 40 seconds remaining against Tulane. Did not cover minus two. They lost. I turned that game off. What happened? I turned it off, and then I checked my Twitter after it ended, and people were so, like, craziest game ever. So, I mean, anyone who's watched USC, their defense is the equivalent to the Livingston High School defense, and that might be generous. They kicked off up 15 with 340 left. Tulane Drives downfield, score. Drives downfield, scores. It's an eight-point game. On the ensuing kickoff, the fucking USC return man mumps it at the one, steps out of bounds, safety, and then USC kicks off. Couldn't stop them, and you just sat there and felt really bad for Caleb Williams. You feel really bad for that kid that blew the game. I mean, that's a huge bowl game, and you just, like, one play and lose it for the whole team. There's no way they lose that game unless something crazy like that happens. No, of course. But, you know, at least it was to Tulane. Go Green Wave. Uh, Giants minus five and a half versus the Colts. We're in the playoffs. Crazy. Never thought I'd be playing that. (laughs) We're back. And uh, over 40 and a half in the Bucks panthers uh, Mike Evans remembers that he's a good football player and scored three touchdowns. Yeah, um, I was one and one in college. Uh, I told you guys to take Bama minus seven and a half, and I was never in doubt. They were so much better than Kansas. That was and definitely in doubt. You texted in our group me saying this was the lock of the week. <laughs> I think it was 10 I said it was never in doubt. I took Bama. No, I think it was 10 nothing K State at one point. I never doubted. Oh, neither um, did I. But... And then, you know, I've said these words probably four or five times on this show, and every time I say them, I just eat so much fucking crow about it. I took UGA minus six, and I said, sell points. They're going to blow them out. I've said that every time I say this, I look so stupid, um, and I obviously I lost that bet. And then um, 
in, in light of the in light of the situation in the NFL and, and you know some of the tragic events that occurred last Monday, I, I don't think we should talk about last week's professional football. Um, so we'll just call my record one and one. Uh, we also will talk about professional football that might be fantasy football that occurred last week um, related to the championship game that I, I may or may not have been in. So uh, one and one in college football last week, not a bad week. All right, so we're going to assume that's zero and three on the NFL then, and uh, I was one and two, one and two. In the another NFL. loss in the dude. Two and three. Talking about it, I'd be one and two. Two and three is a great week for you. You should just own that. Yeah. If you weren't so What's right, I would tell you to fuck yourself. <laughs> um, What's the I record do- on the season, Santola? Season record because I know the listeners are loving this. It's twenty-seven fifty and three, and that is a thirty-four percent winning percentage, which is up from thirty-three. Um, and that brings my unit count for the season down to minus twenty-five point two, which is a minus thirty-one percent ROI, whatever the fuck that stat means. I will, uh, Dave. I'll add one piece of analysis on the Georgia game. If you have a significant other in your family, not significant other, but like a close family member who goes to a school that loses a bowl game at midnight to start the new year, the family group <laughs> message, you just don't know what to say. You say happy new year and laugh all the way. I literally wrote happy new year, question mark, tough loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that video, the side-by-side of them kicking the field goal as the ball drops is unbelievable. It's just like you talk about a tale of like me versus the rest of my family. My parents stayed home to watch the game because all of their friends were at your cousin's wedding. So they had nobody to hang out with. So they stayed home and watched the game and, and just cooked food. My brother was with 10 of his Ohio state friends. I'm at fish in another fucking universe, <laughs> like having the time of my life. And I'm like, looking down at the phone. I'm like, Oh shit. See, they missed the kick. I'm like, Oh, happy new year guys. Ah, It was awesome. I, I, I don't root against Ohio state, but, um, I, I was kind of rooting against them in that game. It was fun. It happens. Um, All right, let's get into Oh, first, our guest. Yeah. So th- here's a guest who told me four months ago that he really <laughs> wanted to be on the show. He'd make sure he could get on it. You know, he he can do it any night. And then for about eight or nine weeks, I've been texting him, hey, you want to be on the show tonight? You want to be on the show tonight? Finally, last night, after a couple of beers, I twisted his arm into doing it. Um, we're happy that he's here. So we got Adrian today. Adrian, what's up? Long time listener, first time caller. Thank you for having me. Adrian, the last here. time save the best for last. The last time we tried to get you on, you went to a Kygo concert. How was said Kygo concert? That was a very good concert. Yeah, he puts on a great show. I can't, can't say I regretted that one. Yeah, I can't imagine it be anything other than fun. Fuck the organizers of Lollapalooza for putting Kygo at the same time as Green Day. That was not cool. That's not <laughs> yeah, cool. that's 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 ridiculous. Yeah. In case it was unclear, I I went to Green Day. Um all right, natural. Uh, I will do the first pick, and it led to it's a branch off from my ramble at the beginning. Um, obviously, I mean the Demar Hamlin thing is just so insane because it was probably the biggest Monday night, probably the biggest game we've had all year. Period. Not just Monday night football game. Everyone was watching at this point. If you don't know what happened, I don't know what to tell you. You must not go on the internet, watch the news. Uh, you truly must be unplugged, in which case I say Godspeed. I'm not sure how you're listening to this podcast. Uh, but all that said, DeMar spoke to the team Thursday, FaceTime them. I'm going to go Bills minus seven and a half versus the Patriots. I know it's Belichick. I know for the Patriots it's a win and end game. Um, but I, I think these guys are going to be ready to run through a fucking wall. Um, they know their teammate is okay. 
there's still meaningful stakes for them in terms of seeding. They do need to win this game, I think, to be at a minimum locked into the two seed. Um, roll Josh Allen, roll. Agree 100%. They're going to kill it. I mean, this is just like one of the golden rules of sports, right? When something tragic happens to your team or your city or, you know, a member of the organization, that team, they blow somebody out the next week, especially if there's playoff positioning on the line. The Pats are going to try to control the clock. They'll try to keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. I just don't think it works. I think they go up early big. They force Mac or it's, it's Mac, right? They'll force Mac to throw. And, and you know, we've seen how that's gone the past few weeks. So, um, although he looked good last week. But anyway, I agree with your bet. I'm not going to take it, but I agree. Okay. What's your, uh, what's your first last pick of the year? Um, I, I think the right place to start, even if it's not chronological, is college, right? That's how we started all year. So. Um, in the natty, I'm going to take TCU plus 12 and a half. They've played close games all year. They're clearly the worst team here. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think they keep it close. And even if they don't keep it close, you know, you, you hang around the hoop for a backdoor at 12 and a half. It's a, it's a, it's a national championship. Um, and I, I think this will be a good game. Um, so yeah, I like TCU plus 12 and a half with the money line sprinkle. It's so many points. The only thing that worries me about this game is like in the first quarter alone against Michigan, Michigan on fourth down and on like the two ran a Philly special. They then later in the drive had the ball, that touchdown play that was called down at the one and they fumbled and JJ McCarthy threw a pick six. So that's 21 points in my, at a minimum, a 21 point swing in the first quarter that they should have had. I'm not TCU is one of those teams that they just have the mojo. It feels like, and I'm not going to bet against them for that reason. I just don't know if Georgia makes the same shithead mistakes that Harbaugh allowed Michigan to make over and over again in the playoff. Yeah. I think Michigan lost that game. Not uh not TCA winning it. Ohio state's probably a better team. I think it'll be, it'll be a good game, but I kind of want to take Georgia in this one. My still now. So many points though. It's a lot of points. I'm, I'm betting on just, fun in this game. You guys can bet on blowouts. I'm not going to do it. Well, here I'll ask you guys this because I don't. So the game's in SoFi. Which fan base do you think travels better? I was so I went down to Miami to watch Michigan Georgia last year, and the stadium was packed with a lot of Georgia fans. Obviously, it's a closer trip for them uh, from from Atlanta down to Florida, but they did travel pretty well. A lot of bars. Yeah, I mean, Georgia's going to yeah. travel better, but it, it it being not in like the Superdome or in Atlanta or something, it being out there will will help the TCU crowd. Dave, you, you ready? Georgia's going to travel better. This is this is some in depth analysis for you on why I think TCU may have an edge. Yeah, Georgia please. Georgia fans. I have to think one of the best tailgating fan bases in the world. SoFi has said there is no tailgating outside of the stadium. Ooh, Mike throw a fan base Texas Christian University. The C stands for Christian. I don't know how much they drink. Food for thought. That's not a is that a SoFi rule for the NFL too? Or is that just is that just? I can't for imagine it's a rule for the NFL. Yeah, I don't know be. why the fuck no people way. would go to watch the Rams play this year if it was. <laughs> no, I think they just wanted to avoid hundreds of thousands of drunk college idiots. But I digress. All right, Adrian, first pick. What do you got? Yeah, I think. Uh, Take on uh, take the kind of the other side of your Bills pick and take the uh, the Bengals actually against the Ravens minus seven. I think they came out hot against the Bills, scored I think in like two minutes. You know, taking taking the ball first and, and scoring quick. Uh, I think they just look really hot right now. The Ravens really haven't figured out what they're doing without uh, without Lamar. So I take the Bengals minus seven. I think they're pretty fired up about how 
how that uh, how that game you know unfortunately ended and they came out strong against the Bills. So I like them against the uh, the Ravens. Yeah. Hold on, that's not the line though. I don't know. That's I don't know. What are, you, what are you looking at? Like lines from Tuesday. I had so it this, opened yeah. at six, but it's moved all the way to nine and a half. Oh, I, I have to think I take this it. One. I think so too. They look. They came out strong. I mean, Burrow. I could say this as a somewhat bitter, given the circumstances. Uh, the third place game in our league is for two fifty. So again, not like crazy money, but I have no doubt in my mind. Burrow was throwing for five touchdowns against Buffalo. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Buffalo's defense is good. I, the only reason he would he, he would probably have had a big day is because the Bills were going to have a big day, and I think it was going to be close, so it, it felt like a shootout was brewing. Yeah, so point being, and I guess I can announce this to our league listeners, the resolution we've decided on the third-place game is that Joe Burrow's stats this week will count. Uh, Seemed fair. Yeah, we had a big debate in our in our league, but we only had Mixon, and, and it was a 30-point differential so then yeah for me it was like really it was 30 matter. something but burrow and it's six plus passing six point passing touchdowns yada 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 so point being right. I, hope, I hope joe burrow just goes out and kicks the shit out of tyler huntley <laughs> you didn't you didn't I mean, ask about the resolution in my bad. game you said not to talk about it okay well let's talk about it you literally so, opened with we are not going to talk about the championship game i was in or my nfl picks well, look, I think after the, the tragic events that occurred, I think it's a little distasteful to talk about it. But since you guys want to talk about it, let's talk about it. My game with Jay, there may have or may not have been no players left on either team left to play in that Monday night game. But given that the week wasn't completed, I reached out to him, Olive Branch, saying, hey, man, let's just split the pot. Only fair thing to do. <laughs> completely ghosted me. Um so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that's resolved. But I think split the pot's the only fair thing to do uh, in, in light of the week not being completed. Maybe just cancel the season. Well, no. I mean, I'm, I, I want to be co-champion. Uh, uh. Does All that right. mean, like, you get trophies on the weekends and he gets some weekdays and you'll be bailing it back and forth between here and Chicago? Um, I mean, maybe I'll just hold it for him on his days and then it in spirit will be his like uh you know on consignment and the other days it'll be mine it'll just be in my apartment the whole time fair enough um pick two for me i'm going steelers minus two and a half versus the browns browns looked slightly better last week sean had some nice throws to amari cooper uh he was running the ball i just think you know look the steelers I, i think the mike tomlin never having a losing season narrative is a little bit overplayed it's incredible but, you know, there's a lot of, like, eight and eights and some nine and seven at the time seasons. But all that said, if the Steelers win, they could be in the playoffs. And they seem to have had gotten the formula down. The O-line's playing much better. Nigel's running the ball well. Uh, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson catches some passes from Pickett. Um, to me, I think this is a close game late, but I think T.J. Watt. Ultimately, I'm going to go with the guy who I think is the best player on either team making an impact. I think T.J. Watt makes a huge defensive play late. Steelers cover by at least a field goal. Yeah, I agree with this one too. Um, and Jadavian Clowney got sent home. Yeah, what what happened there? I haven't I have not followed that. To his credit, he was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to resign here." And they said, "All right, see ya." <laughs> I mean, I guess this game doesn't like, matter. You almost for them. appreciate the candor, but it's like the most classic fucking Brown story. They looked a little better last week. Um, no, they showed that, some okay, with like a full off season of Deshaun. They'll be a good offense next year. 
Maybe. I don't know. Deshaun looks so washed up. I was the biggest Deshaun believer. I had him on the fantasy squad, admittedly. Um, that was just like, how many I agree with your jobs? bet. How many hand jobs? There's too many hand jobs. It, no, no, no. Don't go down that road. Um, the Browns have nothing to play for here. And the Steelers have, they're not going to make the playoffs. They need so much, so many other shoes to fall. But they have more to play for than the Browns do. They're at home. And it's only Steelers minus two. Pickett looked really good last week. This kid might be for real. I think this is a really good bet. I'm actually, no, I'm going to leave it off my slate. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pivot. Browns have one, Browns have one thing to play for. Oh, never mind. It's not happening. I thought Chubb was close enough to be like within striking range of Josh Jacobs for the rushing title. I don't think they care enough about that. Um, all right. Is it my bet? Yeah. He's not going to get it anyway. He's 170 yards behind. Yeah. Um, I got KC minus nine away against the Raiders. They're winning one seed. So I, they have everything to play for. Um, the Raiders have looked really lost for the last half of the season. Um, yeah, man, I, don't, I don't know what else there is to say. They're, they're, they, the only thing is the Chiefs have played so many games close for the last, I don't know, 10 weeks um, that it, it, it's, it's always a little worrying picking them with these big spreads, but this is a huge week for them, and I, I think they, they absolutely dominate this game. They score a lot of points in the first half. And um, this this bet's never really in doubt. Can I ask? What's you the line on this one? What? What's the line on it? Nine. Is it in Arrowhead or in Vegas? It's in Vegas. The, see, I was I was actually, and I'll ask you guys about this prop bet that I threw for this game, the FanDuel boost of the day. Um, the AFC West versus Mahomes is strange, only because he always wins, but it's. Always seems to be a little bit close. That's um, been the story of the Chiefs' season. They play every game close. They win at the last on the last drive in the last two minutes. I don't think that happens here. That's too big a game for them to fuck around. So two storylines here for Mahomes. Uh, one, the one seed, obviously, and I think the Chiefs get the shaft with the whole playoff seeding, where if they're the one seed, they have to play a neutral site AFC title game. But it is what it is. Um. I took Mahomes, it's plus 150 on FanDuel, Mahomes 300 plus yards, Chiefs win. What do we think? I love it. Yeah, that was our big, big unit play of the day. Mahomes also, we want to talk about records. I don't know if it'll fall today, but he's 460 yards away from Peyton's regular season record. How many? 460, you said? Not the not crazy. Could happen. Probably won't. Yeah, I mean... To throw for 460 yards, the Raiders would have to – they'd have to keep up. Like, if he throws for 350, they're going to be up a lot of points. Yeah, but maybe they just let him go for it knowing they have a bye. That's – No, I think they'd rather let Could him Could you take also name seat. one person in the Raiders secondary? I can't. Um, like Trevor Penn. Were the Raiders starting at, at quarterback? It's Stidham. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Stidham was a beast last week, though. I didn't see any of that game, was he? Stidham, the Niners won in overtime. Stidham probably looked the best of any quarterback against the Niners D in the last two months. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's no more ridiculous than Brock Purdy being five and oh. So <laughs> I look, I saw him on Christmas Eve. That was him, right? Purdy. I don't think that was Carr. No, 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 Stidham. 
No, it was still Garth. Stidham's first start was last week. It was? Okay, then I'm making shit up. Maybe this is a bad bet. Adrian, pick number two. Uh, we got uh, Jets at Dolphins. Jets just stink. They've fallen apart. Their offense is bad. They got Joe Flacco starting. Although, you know, you got Miami third-string quarterback in. I'd like to take the under here at, uh, at 37 points. I just think this is just going to be a pretty ugly, terrible game to watch. I do think the Dolphins cover minus three, but but I really like the under here with the, uh, the lack of playmakers on either side. Pretty solid defense uh, on the Jets side of the football. You think Robert Salas tearing up all those receipts he had ready to go when the Jets were running? <laughs> yeah, right. Eliminated last week. They're not playing for anything. You got old man Joe Flacco in there. Or do you think Jets Maybe fans are just like, you know who'd be really good with this team right now? Sam Darnold? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready to buy back into Darnold after a couple of good weeks. I, I think that Panthers team's really well coached, and I think that guy should I'd get I'd still the rather have Darnold than fucking Zach. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or Joe Flacco. Mike White looks like he's got some potential. We'll see. No, nah, the White thing is over. <laughs> well, I don't know. I want to talk about say, this bet, though. Dude, he was banged up last. Like, if he's not starting this week, and Salad does seem like the kind of guy who would go all out on playing spoiler for a division rival, um, if he's not starting this week, that means he was still really hurt last week. And Yeah. Should- they said he said he went to, like, whatever, like five different doctors to try to get him into that uh, – that first game he got knocked out in where they started uh, where Zach Wilson came back. He tried to get a approval from so many doctors to try to go play. They're like, nah, your ribs. Toast. He's like six broken ribs. Yeah. Uh, um, my only thoughts on this is the Dolphins lost their last five games. They haven't looked good in any of them. I think the Jets have lost their last six. Yeah, so have the Jets. I think they're like <laughs> 0-3 against the spread in the last three. Yeah, and the Dolphins have a lot more to play It's going to be an ugly game. Take the under. Yeah, I. What is the what's the number here? Thirty-seven. Ooh, that's, that's a low number. It Vegas is, number. but I mean, this could be a twenty-one fourteen game. It could be less. I also like the under from the standpoint of normally I would just say, "Oh, Tyreek Hill," but they'll just put sauce on him. Yeah, the Jets' the defense is still good. God, they must hate the quarterback room so much. Anyway. <laughs> Third pick, I'm going Vikings minus five and a half at Bears. Vikings, like, kind of have something to play for still. There's, like, an outside shot that if David Blau beats the Niners, they move up to the two seed. Um, So I think the Vikings at least play their starters in the first half. But to me, this is very simple. Even if Nick Mullins, the Vikings backup quarterback, plays, Nick Mullins minus five and a half, I will take over the Peterman. No more questions at this time. Yeah, O'Connell kind of alluded to them sitting Kirk, Jefferson, Cook, and and uh, all of the big guys on the Vikings, which means you're just like you're betting on them versus the Bears backups. Now the Bears are tanking, so that's it's not a terrible bet. But to be giving five and a half points in a in a game of backups, I hate it. I'm not going to bet the Bears because again, you're betting on the Bears backups and they're tanking. But I I don't I'm not I'm not betting this game at all. Goodbye. Yeah, I have a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the money line Vikings make sense. I just don't know about them covering in a, in a probably an ugly game of backups. All the Sharps have been on Minnesota despite all the news that it's opened at minus one and a half and it's all the way up to five and a half. Because it's the um, fucking Peterman. 
Yeah, I mean, it must be the Peterman news, I guess. Like, Nick Mullins, I've at least seen win football games for the Niners. Has, has Nathan Peterman ever won a game? I, I feel like that's got to be He's no, right? the Peterman. He threw what? Was it, was it four picks and a half? I think it was five. Jesus. Peterman still having game. a job is incredible. I agree. He must be, like, the chillest guy. Like, he just talks to coaches, and they're like, fuck, this guy's pretty cool. He can stay. Nah, up. nah. It's Chase Daniel. Chase yeah, but Daniel, he's Chase Daniels. I think made forty million dollars in his career and has made two starts. <laughs> yeah, but you you trust Chase Daniel to turn around, hand the ball off, dump it short, not make the mistakes, oh, yeah. and, and lose you lose you the game. Peterman, he loses you the game in a spectacular way that everybody notices. Still has a job. Must be a chill dude. Uh, Peterman. All right, no more me yelling. The Peterman, Dave. What's your third pick? Um, AFC South title game. Someone's got to pick it. This game is scary because Tennessee's looked so bad, although Dobbs looks good, and Jacksonville's looked so good. Um, but the spread's six and a half. It's in Duval. I waffled on this. I went back and forth, and ultimately I settled on this is going to be a close game. Um, I like the Titans to to run the ball, control the clock. Um, you know, they didn't look bad in that game against Dallas, even though they were clearly overmatched. They were in it for a lot of the game. I think the same thing will happen here. I, I'm, I wouldn't take that money line. I'm not even going to sprinkle, but um, I don't know. I think they'll cover. I like the Jags as a teaser leg this week. You can get it down to like minus a half, which is basically Jags money line. Yeah, which I like, honestly. Yeah, that's what I did. But not a teaser yeah. and a half. Yeah, I just think. Uh, I don't know, man. You know what the thing is, too? It's Derek. And again, I say this, and Derek Henry could very well rush for 250 yards today, but he's been banged up the past couple of weeks. He hasn't played. And it's like Dobbs is definitely an upgrade over Will uh, Malik. Is it Wills or Willis? Wills, right? No, it's Willis. Willis. My boy Malik Willis. I I just... I think Jacksonville's just got the mojo and had the momentum right now. And I ultimately think the way both guys are coaching right now, I'm going to take Doug Peterson over Rabel. But I do agree with you. I think it'll be a close game. So if I was taking the spread, I'd probably go with the plus six and a half. Yeah, on my card, I have uh, – I'm taking the points, taking the Titans. I think, I think yeah, if you ask me money line, probably Jacksonville. I think, um, you know – uh, Trevor Lawrence is finally turning into the quarterback. Everyone's kind of hoping it would be like, having some having some consistency there, but Titans probably keep it close, run the ball a lot, control the clock, six snaps, just a lot of points. Prime time AFC South game tonight. Oh, oh yeah. Look at us. Um, all right, my fourth pick, I'm going to go Cowboys minus seven versus the Commanders. I think this Dallas defense is a really tough defense to make your NFL debut against. Um, and the last time we saw Sam Howell, he was good at North Carolina. I think Drake May is better. Um, but I just think rookie QB, Dallas technically, I mean, Dallas could technically be the one seed still, I think. Um, I mean, the Giants would need to be the Eagles, and I think that's next to impossible given we're going to rest some players. But it is feasible that they could still potentially be the one seed. So I think Dallas goes all out. Um, I think Micah Parsons is just going to eat Sam Howell alive. I agree with everything you said, except that the Cowboys really have something to play for. I'm not sure that they do. Um, they know that they know that this Eagles team is going to win tomorrow. 
Um, you got to believe, Dave. No, come on. Come on. We're going to rest Davis our guys. Man. They're the best team in the league. Hertz isn't playing. It doesn't matter. Um, so I, I just don't think they'll, they'll – they'll, you know, they, they I don't think they rest their guys, but I, I don't think – They play at the same – they play at the same time, though, right? So – yeah, they play at the same time, so they won't know. <clears throat> but I think I think they got to play at least. I think they got to go for it at least. I, I'm just that. saying, betting on a team that I don't think is fully motivated to win when they're giving seven points is is it's uncomfortable for me. I agree with everything you said about Howell. I like the kid at Carolina, but I don't know. I, I they don't have anything to play for. Ron Rivera, who's a man I wildly respect, this is also a bet against him when he legitimately didn't know his team got eliminated from the playoffs with a loss. Yeah, that's that's tough. I'll I'll defend him on on that. He was focused on winning the game. He was like, no, he wasn't considering winning the game. He started Carson Wentz. That he should have gotten more shit for than he did. Everybody, including the fans, (laughs) knew that was stupid as soon as he did it. How can you make such a terrible decision that everybody like has he watched any Carson Wentz film since 2017? I'm, I'm bad. And he looked terrible. And the guy just doesn't seem like he's in it to win it anymore. I'm like, not saying he, he's a career backup now. I don't think Taylor Heineke's the answer, but you you won quite a few games with him. Forget Taylor Heineke. It doesn't matter who the other guy is. Wentz is a loser. He's been losing football games for years now. He did it from the beginning of the season. You had to bench him for it. I just don't know how you start him in the biggest game of the season. You want to talk about, I think, what would be a very easy match, assuming he gets released? Put Derek Carr on the Commanders. I, I think Carr is going to be looking at the Jets or the Commanders. Or Carr to the Jets, um, yeah. I think, I think Jimmy G is going to the Jets, so I should have prefaced with that. Mm. By the way, for, for us that want DJ to stick around and want him to stick around for the cheap, this car thing is awesome because I, I think the Jets and the Commanders were the, were the top competition for for DJ, um, and Card steps right in front of him. So I think it's good news for us that want DJ to stick around. Weird year, weird year that we're so pumped for DJ to stick around. But <laughs> uh, Dave, your fourth pick. Fourth pick. Um, <laughs> I got Houston plus two and a half uh, at the Colts in the Suckfest. <laughs> No one is going to watch this game. Red Zone may not flip to it at all. Um, but anybody that watched the Colts last week, which I think is probably all three of us, saw that this is probably the worst team in the league. I don't even know who's starting for the Colts this weekend. I don't even care. Um, the fact that they are favored in any football game with Jeff Saturday as the coach means I'm taking the other team. And that's 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 all the analysis I got. Ellinger QB this week? Honestly, I'll take him over Foles. Foles looked bad, although Ellinger looked bad too. Um, yeah, fuck it, go Texans. <laughs> I don't have much to add. That game's. Uh, Can't say I'm gonna watch that game, but that's tough. Just bet it. You don't have to watch it. <laughs> I mean, with Jonathan, with Jonathan Taylor hurt too, there's just not one person on either team I'd like to watch on offense. Oh yeah, if you had to name like 15 players on both teams, I probably couldn't do it. 15 players in the game, maybe even 10. No, you could do yeah. 10. 10 guys that are going to play in the game. Maybe. I, could, I could give you four on the te- – oh, is Damian Pierce still hurt? Pierce is hurt. I could give you four on the Texans offense right now. Yeah, I guess a couple of the receivers. Hooks, and- Nico Collins, Burkhead, Davis Mills. Is Mills playing? Is it Kyle Allen? I think it's back to Mills, right? Okay. 
Kyle Allen and Mills because they play both foolishly. Oh, and, and Jeff Driscoll. He's There's fun. six. There we go. Texan super fans. <laughs> All right. We're, we're running out of time on our free Zoom. Adrian. No, su- no such thing. Well, I perfectly manage the time. Don't worry. This one's easy. I, I'm going. I, I agree. I'm taking Cowboys uh, minus seven. We talked about most of it. Uh, but um, Redskins stink. Eighth, eighth quarterback in the last three years to, uh, to start for them. The, uh, the Cowboys defense just too good. All right. All right. If they have something to play for. My final pick. They're going to play at the same time. They don't know. But they know. Deep down, they know. My final pick of the year is going to be an over. Over 49 and a half Packers Lions. I don't know if this is going to be your traditional NFC North, uh, you know, run game. Packers offense has been humming. It's a big, it's a win and you're in for the Packers. The Lions need the Seahawks to lose, but they still have a real chance. Um, Dan Campbell said, look, we can either win and be in or play spoiler. Either way, we're going for it. Um, I think this is just going to be a fun shootout with play, major playoff implications on the line. Sunday night football, primetime, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, battle of the Cal quarterbacks. I don't know who's going to win, but I think it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, the Lions are going to score points, but – if the Packers run the ball, maybe they don't. Maybe they keep this game a little bit lower. I don't know. But I, I, Packers, I could see this being a low-scoring NFC NFC North championship game. I think the Packers could run the ball and put up a bunch of points. Think to two weeks ago. I mean, Foreman and Chuba Hubbard for the Lions team that then – or for the Panthers team that then did not look great offensively against Tampa last week. They ran for 250 yards at the half. And Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I think we'd all agree. Better than Foreman and Hubert. Yeah, but if that happens, I mean, do, do they go over 47? Well, it's 49 and a half, so I hope 49, so. That's a lot of points. <laughs> I think fun shootout. I hope so. That would be fun. Go golf, go. <laughs> um, all right. My last pick, my last lock schmear of the week, but also my first lock schmear of the week of – 2023, so that's kind of fun. Um, I got Seahawks minus six at home against the Rams. The Rams have absolutely nothing to play for. They look terrible. They're just trying to get this season over with. The Seahawks have playoff implications. I think this is win win and in if Green Bay loses. Um, So they have everything to play for. Um, And they haven't looked great the last few weeks, but the Rams have looked worse. And it's at home. It feels like this line should be a lot more than six. So I, I, I love this one. Which Baker do you think we're getting? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the Seahawks D's is good. How have they, like, I don't know. What have they done the last few weeks? How many points have they given up? I mean, they look good against the Jets. Yeah, they did look good They've been the struggling, though, recently, though. No? I mean, they, nobody's putting up a lot of points on them. Yeah. Outside of Carolina a couple weeks back, nobody's really scoring on, on this team, especially at home. So this it's hard to imagine Baker being the guy to do it. This also feels like another one, like Pete Carroll, playoff implications. Pete's going to have these guys ready to go. A hundred percent. And the Rams, like I said, they're just trying to get this season over with. They just want to be done. They're going into a super hostile environment. I think they fold. I think this game's a blowout. 
I'm going to give one good. I'm going to give you one silver lining for the Rams over a terrible last six weeks of the season. Because my my New Year's resolution was to try to be more positive. Sometimes, um, they remember that Cam Akers is good at football. Cam Akers remembered <laughs> that Cam Akers is good at football. Yeah. That's the weirdest story. Cam Akers in December, 285 yards, average four and a half yards per carry, six touchdowns. Last week, 123 yards, no touchdowns, but average six and a half yards per carry. So, no, if you if you picked him up uh, down the stretch in fantasy, he was he was definitely the kind of guy that got you into the playoffs. So you know, disastrous or, or ruined your regular season if you drafted him. Also true. All right, Adrian, you get the final final pick of the year. It's a big honor. Final pick of the year. I'm gonna go Green Bay minus four and a half. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers and Co. take uh, take care of business uh, against Lions. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be fun. I, I agree. I think it'll be a shootout. But I think end of the day, Aaron Rodgers, the experience, you take that, um, and and they beat the Lions. It's just like such a strange NFL season in so many ways. Where it's like the Steelers were two and six. We were like, oh, Tomlin's done. They're playing for a playoff spot. The Packers were very bad. I don't remember their exact record. We all just kept talking about Rodgers doing ayahuasca. They win and they're in tonight. It's just it's why you play the games. And it, and it definitely makes the week 18 dynamic that they've added way more interesting. Yeah, there's some good there's a good slate for uh, for week 18 today. Agreed. But by, by the way, I Adrian, I like this pick because of my last pick. Um if Seattle wins, the Lions are out no matter what happens. Yeah. And the Seattle games at four, the Lions games at eight. I think Seattle takes care of business easily. So what you're setting up is a, a, a Packers winning in a Lions. I mean, Dan Campbell's going to have them playing hard. Dan right? Campbell will have them play either way. Yeah. But to it's me, different. it's different. If there's, oh, I know what you need, you know, you're going home. But no, Dan, 100%. Dan Campbell's a coach who I think will, would have his team mentally convinced like, okay, even though we can't make the playoffs, let's go ruin Aaron Rodgers' offseason. Yeah, but you're never going to play as hard. You know, there's levels. No, I agree. All right, to recap, Steelers minus two and a half versus the Browns. Bills minus seven and a half versus the Pats. Pikes minus five and a half versus the Bears. Cowboys minus seven versus Commanders. Over 49 and a half Packers, Lions. And shout out to David Blau, NFL history this year. First player to ever appear in two separate hard knocks in one season. Congratulations. All right, I got um, TCU plus 12 and a half, Chiefs minus nine, Tennessee plus six and a half, Houston plus two and a half, and the final lock schmear of the week of the 2022 season, Seattle minus six at home against the Rams. I got Bengals minus nine and a half, Dolphins under, Dolphins Jets under 37, as well as Dolphins minus three, Cowboys minus seven, Packers minus four and a half. Oh, and Titans plus six now. Adrian, thank you for joining us. Great last show of the regular season. Dave, pleasure as always. And uh, we'll see you guys in a few weeks for the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Thank you all for listening. We got Super Bowl recap. And, uh, yeah, great season. Thanks, Chase. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. This is the Bagels and Locks podcast. Have a great Saturday. <laughs>